Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're gonna be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're gonna hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way. Along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener, like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. All right, today on the show, we have Adrian Vasquez. Adrian is a New York City DIY creator, lives in Brooklyn, and scours the streets of New York City for good finds as to what he can make furniture out of. He has grown his social following from this, and from doing so, he has landed his, himself a role at Sirhant as creative director. That's creative director of the entire company of Sirhant. So anything you see digital that comes from the umbrella of Ryan Sirhant has probably come from the mind of this guy. Thank you. Welcome, Adrian Vasquez. Thanks, dude. Um, I will give you the sequence of events because that that the content was only the last six months of it. Oh, wait, which content? My, my personal content yeah. has only been the last six months of my life. Oh. I started Ryan's vlog five and a half years ago. Do tell. Um, yeah, dude. Um, so five and a half years ago, I had just moved from New York. I had moved from New York. I moved to New York City from the middle of nowhere, California, dude. Like, like what city? In the middle of nowhere? Newman, California. Population, 12,000 people. My high school graduating classes, maybe 75 kids. If anyone is watching this from Newman, California, or listening from Newman, California, oh, that's where you're from? Yeah. So someone will probably be listening. I was going to say, uh, we're going to, I'll send you a stack, of, <laughs> a, a stack of $2 bills, but I'm not sending you $200. I right, scratch, in, scratch that. I haven't been there in a minute, but uh, that's where I'm from, dude. Um, landed here. Uh, you want the whole like journey, bro? Because I can get into it. Let's start with... Where are you now? Like, not the future. Like, right now, what are you doing? Right now, uh, my full-time job is I'm the creative director of Ryan, Ryan Sarhan's content. Um, uh, so I help lead the studio's team downstairs. There's currently 20 creatives down there that I help manage and give direct creative direction to. And on the side, I've finessed this creator <laughs> persona uh, I've garnered over 1.4 million followers in the last six months. Damn! Um, over 300 million views. I can go. I can keep going on. But yeah, dude, I got really lucky. I mean, and it's, just keep juicing it up. That's awesome. Yeah, That's dude. A lot. It's bro. You know what it is? It's because my I started out filming and editing every single day, and then since we grew the team, since we've scaled to like have the listed department, this the the brokerage department outside of just Ryan stuff. I'm now not editing and filming anymore. So I'm I'm naturally like a creative. I need to be like in the weeds making shit. Can I curse on here? Is this? Yes. Okay. And okay. so I was like, fuck yeah, you fuck yeah, you can. So I just needed to do something so I could just feel like I'm making something, dude. I'd like to think that I'm like an artist. And if I'm not like, because my day is generally meetings. You are and an like, artist. I am an artist. And, but like artists don't thrive in like meetings and giving notes on stuff. I I like, I fucking need to make something dude. Also, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I feel like a lot of the credit was like, Oh, well you only like, you know, we only got Ryan, 
you know, popping on social because he was already a celebrity. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do it by myself then. Let me, let me find something that I could do where there's no, no, nobody else that's credible to like help me with this. I'm going to do it myself. Got it. So that's like, let's say you take uh, Golden State Warriors. They're sick. Steve Kerr goes there and it's like not giving Kerr credit, credit. Yeah. for X amount of championships. Exactly. Literally that. That's a great example. So I was like, I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'll check the boxes. And I had an interest in what I like making my apartment cool. I was like, I'm just going to build a format around this and it's worked. And now I'm in this weird spot where it's like, I should probably be spending more time on that. Like I'm getting brand deals. I'm signed to an agency. It's like, how long did it take you from when you started six months ago to getting signed with an agency? uh, I officially signed two months ago. So four months in. Damn, and, and where I, were you at follower-wise? Because you're at, I think on IG, you're over 400,000 now. I'm at 427K. That's crazy. Yeah. No, uh, but who's counting, right? Who's counting? I could tell you, dude, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, dude. I like data and like numbers. As, as much as like an art guy isn't into numbers, like I'm into numbers. I think that's why my content works Are too. you on the spectrum? Maybe. Fuck, no, don't put me on the spot like that, bro. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's not yeah. a negative thing. Being no, on the spectrum I'm I'm is not a negative thing. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm so. Because if you are, I, I didn't mean it. Makes sense. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I just, if I'm going to put all this effort into like the content I'm making, I need it to be backed by data, making sure that I'm doing all the right things. Like retention graphs. I like get off on that stuff, bro. It's it's insane. But because that can inform my creative decisions, it's like, okay, well, people are dropping off here. Obviously, don't do that segment. You know what I mean? And I won't. And segment then, for Ryan. Or whatever, just in general, whatever yeah. video project that I'm working on, like on Ryan's content, if I see that the audience dropped off on him washing his hands, I'll never have him wash his hands again on the video. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. And I've incorporated it. And honestly, too, dude, like the reason I think my content works and I've been able to like build this is because for the last five and a half years, I've been able to try everything on Ryan's content. Ryan has been my guinea pig for the last five years, unintentionally. Yeah, that's amazing. You know what I mean? So I've been able to see what works, what doesn't work. I never wanted to be on camera, dude. And it just, I just fell into it. I was like, I'm doing this for other people. Let me just try it for myself. I have all this knowledge. So yeah, this is all that when you do it, because I was introduced to you from after, so I'd seen you in the office, we never met, and then after I had interviewed JT, I walk out and boom, you guys knew each other through the interweb or through TikTok and through the social world. Yep. And then uh, JT, we leave and JT's like, yeah, that guy fucks. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I then looked up, your stuff and i was like oh i've already seen a, a half a dozen of these videos that's so funny and i was like oh now i'm putting a face to an account yeah. and uh yeah so how did it all begin do you i mean i never cared about like interior design or whatever like i just think that i wanted to find a format that's relatable i think relatability is the most important thing on social and right you now. learn that here by working on Ryan's stuff. So Ryan Serhant is ultra mega power broker, coach, businessman. Yeah. But you, for the last almost half a dozen years, mm-hmm. have been working on molding his social mm-hmm. so he becomes relatable. Exactly. Like, how do you, and that's hard. Like, how do you make someone that's ultra successful, ultra wealthy, somewhat relatable? And it's like, all, like you're not gonna make a $20 million apartment seem relatable. No. 
But if you can be like a fun guy who's enjoying it, Ryan, like enjoying the experience of being in that, that's relatable. You know what I mean? Because anybody who goes in there will like be fascinated and interested. And, and that's why Ryan's content worked because he was so, he was excited to be there. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's finding things like that. Uh, and a, on a smaller scale on my end, I know that people, now that we've spent a lot of time at home after COVID, you know what I mean? A lot of us want a prettier apartment. And my format is a, I want to make my apartment cool. I don't want to pay for it. So finding these things is so interesting. You know what I mean? Um, you say that, that's that's your tagline. Yeah, basically. You, you should, that's your that's your merch right there. I want to make my apartment cool, dot, yeah. dot, dot, on the back. I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, I think the bigger picture, and I'm right now the the creator economy. It's there's been a blueprint. You see the Logan Pauls of the world who've yep. created a brand, who's created an audience, and is building a brand or service strategically. Prime, his his hydration drink, yep. is competing with Gatorade like no one expected. Mr. Beast is gonna compete with McDonald's in like five to ten years, uh, ten to twenty years, like, and they're they're creators who have built the market you know what i mean emma chamberlain she's a coffee fanatic build a coffee brand it's it's competing dude and i think that is the future ryan serhan this guy who built garnered an audience built a brokerage like the strategy is build an audience within a niche and then build a product or service around it all that to say the end goal for myself is to build a home decor home goods brand that competes with like the restoration hardwares of the world. And right now in the early stages of this, of my, of my creator journey, it's building trust with an audience within a niche. I'm not going to sell anything. That's not inauthentic. That's not authentic to me or the audience because I want to build that trust. So when I do come out with, Hey, this is a $50 broom. It's a cool looking broom. I love it. Here's why you should buy it. And I feel like with your brand, it, the broom would have, recycled XYZ. Sure, exactly. I just think there's gonna be, we're shifting into a world where if there's a prettier, nicer looking home goods object, people are gonna spend the extra 30, $40. Right, you know not only mean? that, it's also your audience. Exactly. And your audience will then spider web to their friends because they will now have this cool looking, yeah. inexpensive product. Yeah. That makes sense. And I also think too, like I don't want to be the trash guy forever. Like that's right. not the that's not the, I, the the idea is to like have legs to grow. Like I want I don't know anything about design. So what's a better way to start than like with this have no style, this scrappy style, and then like have my taste in like design mature. You know what I mean? And I want my audience to follow that along, and I think they will again mature their taste and then by that time five years i can put out a, a higher end product you know what i mean like a release a, a cool looking candle or a coffee table or what whatever you know what i mean so that's that's the that's the end goal i see it so clearly so do i and i see a lot of collaborations in your future because totally. there's so many people in the sustainable space yeah. whether it's for you sustainable furniture but a lot of people just sustainable ingredients yeah. so when you're talking about doing a collab with a brand that's all about sustainable ingredients yeah. that's something that fits with what you do because let's say you are building a sustainable cupboard what could go in there uh sustainable products that you get from the grocery store yeah. and those are all brands that could then collab with you pay you to mm -hmm. now post their stuff yeah but 
most important word that we keep going back to is to collaborate. Correct. And that's what I'm trying to figure out too. It's like, I don't, I haven't found a good way to like organically collaborate with like a person. I, I want to collaborate with influencers and brands in a way that makes sense. And like, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. What I've found working on so, so short form social is finding one format and just doing it consistently and well, and then slowly over time evolve and adapt. Cause I think it's, it's a little jarring if you're like, let me try this. Your audience loves you for that. And then you completely left turn and they're like, Oh, well I'm, I don't like you for that. You know what I mean? It's like, if you go on, go watch MTV and then like a history show comes on, you're like, Oh, well, I didn't come, you know what I mean? 100%. So for me, I'm just developing this format. I feel, I still feel like you need to earn, especially short form content, you need to earn the right of your audience. I think it's a little, it's tricky to just be like, hey, I make cool shit and my audience will do anything that I say. I think that's, for short form, that's incorrect. We live in a swipe, 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 you know, low, um, what is it, attention span world where like it just, you need to give it time and you need to like build that relationship with the audience. Um, and so with my format, I just need to like, just be consistently putting out there for a longer period and then make slow adjustments to a format that I like. Right, but by doing that, well, in the process of doing that, you're being analytical with it. Yeah. So as you change, you're seeing the from the last six years, five years with Ryan, you've already done a lot of tweaking, but now you have an even more advanced tweaking. It's kind of yeah. like ChatGPT, the more questions you ask it and the more information you feed it, the more intelligent it gets with pushing out a more highly advanced response. Correct. So you are taking all this, your internal algorithm, yeah. and you could put out a more advanced response, yeah. which is only elevating your business. Like right now you do the short form where you create furniture for your home. Yeah. Maybe the next step is you do a YouTube page where you're doing long form, where you're designing someone's townhouse yeah. with all sustainable products yeah. from around New York City. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, let's say you did First episode, New York City. Next episode, Chicago. Then we do Miami. Then we do Austin. Yeah. And you're going around the country. Adrian's flying around the country, sponsored by Kayak. And <laughs> nice. And you are designing people's homes. Yeah. And you're being followed around yeah. that city, just grabbing stuff, throwing it in the pickup. Yep. And you're processing how you're going to create this in their home. And now you have a finished product after the whole episode of creating it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Funny you say that. So part of the long form journey. <laughs> that was journey, a lot of word vomit. But no, but that idea. was that's good. That that's the one route that I could go. The one that I'm working on now because I still think long form is important. I don't want like people to think that long form isn't. Long form is king. You know what I mean? That's where more uh, dollars, more dollars. But that's where a better relationship with your audience is built because you spend more time with them. You know what I mean? You'll watch an eight minute video and you're talking to this person. It's more. Uh, I don't know what it is, but short form again, it's so it's fast. It's more personal. It's more personal. Yeah. So I am trying to figure out the long form stuff. For me, I think the current plan is like, let's build the audience via shorts and I'm growing fast. I think my YouTube is approaching 500,000 subscribers. Um, and I think I will slowly put out, because if my goal, my Northern star is to put out furniture or come out with my own like home goods furniture line, I want to learn how to build it. So like, I think my long form stuff will be like, I'm flying to Canada because there's a guy who builds chairs very well. He's going to teach me how to build a chair. I'm going to come back in partnership with Home Depot, who's going to provide me the tools and stuff 
whatever it is. And I'm going to build a version of a chair. So that's evergreen content, how to build a chair. That video could be watched tomorrow, 20 years from now, and it's still relevant like content. Does that make sense? 1000%. And with that on YouTube, you're then creating a revenue stream that's going to be consistent yeah. for your kids. Literally that. That's the thing too. I'm a dad. So like, that's kind of like my life right now is juggling being a dad, being a creative director, being a content creator, being a, you know, a boyfriend. It's, it's tricky. It's weird. It's like a interesting, which of those balls is the heaviest in your Dude, life? I think being a dad, right? Like being a parent now is it's, not easy, dude. Like I'm responsible for two little boys who are gonna be adults in this world. It's nuts. So it's like giving them how old? Uh, eleven and eight. Eleven and eight. What's uh, eleven and eight? Growing up in Brooklyn, New York. What is that like for? What's that like for them? What's that like for you? I mean, they were living in California for a while, but the area that I'm from, it, it's super. It's not as diverse as here. So I wanted to bring sheltered. them. It's super sheltered. So I wanted to bring them into an area where it was, it was more diverse. It was more life lessons. I feel like kids who are from New York City, like they're from New York City. They're like street smart. You know what I mean? I grew up in Queens. There you go. I so was, you know. I was taking public transportation at 11 years old, yeah. 10 years old yeah. by myself. Totally. Not 10. And I want to instill yeah, that in my kids, dude. Like back where I'm from, if you're not Hispanic or white, that's really all that that's over there, dude. Here you get to meet new people. You're exposed to different things, good and bad, but like all that builds character. You know what I mean? Thousand percent. And so that's that's that. And then so just just spending time. And funny enough, dude, like the only reason I'm in this creative world is because when my son, when my currently eleven, when he was four, he wanted a YouTube channel at four. I had no interest in making videos at that time, but I was super fortunate. My mom allowed me to play sports and she presented all these opportunities for me and Landon, he expressed wanting to create videos. This is the origin story. This is the origin story. Adrian vlogs became Adrian vlogs and it was through Logan. Landon. Landon. Sorry. Landon. Yeah, that's fine. I said Logan cause I said origin stories and like Wolverine came playing. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. That's where my head if went. it wasn't for my four year old at the time wanting a YouTube channel, I wouldn't be here, which is crazy to say, dude. And it's funny because I thought my, when I was, I had my first kid at 19, I thought my life was over. And I was like, oh, well, here I am. I'm at this job. How old was she? She was, we're both 20, uh, ni- we're both 19. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced my life was over, dude. And it's so funny how just like a mindset sh- shift, like changed my whole life. If it wasn't for Landon being born, I'd still be at my old job, partying, like doing nothing with my life, dude. And so when he, I, and when he expressed interest, I was like, what is this YouTube thing? How are people making money? How is this eight-year-old kid named Ryan's Toy Review making $11 million a year? What? And I just became obsessed with that world and is why I'm here today, dude, which is wild to think. Um, what was the first video that you created with Landon? It was a toy review. It was like, um, it's, dude, that channel's still alive. And we went viral a couple times. This was eight years ago. Um, it was called Kidstopia, and I think it's still, if you search it, dude, it's still there. But I think it was like, there was those eggs, that was like a thing that kids would open up. It was, and it a was different prize every time. Exactly. Uh, it was like that, Play-Doh, and Slime. And then that's when I saw like the potential of this world, because we'd make these videos daily, dude. <laughs> I went part-time at my old uh, retail job so we could make more of these videos. 
toy companies would send us toys all the time. Not paid, but it was just like, hey, like, and I didn't know. I was like, yeah, we'll take the toys. We'll make videos. I didn't realize, like, I could milk money out of these guys. And that, that's what kind of opened my eyes. It was a learning process. Getting yeah. the in-kind toys yeah, yeah. then made you better at your craft, yeah. which then yeah. brought you to New York. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, not, like in hindsight, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I never used to believe, like, everything happens for a reason. But God damn it, everything happens for a reason. So you and Landon start making videos. You're getting better and better and better at creating. Yeah. You decide to move to New York five years ago? Five years ago. I had a weird uh, life journey thing happen where me and their mom broke up and I was just like in this weird spot in my life where I was like, I can't be here. And she kind of just gave me the opportunity to like leave. I was only supposed to be here for a year. I was delusionally trying to work for Gary Vee. Like that was my thing. That was my spiel. And I ran into Ryan. Um, but yeah, that was that. Like I was in a weird spot and that's why we stopped making videos. Have you ever like thought about leaving Ryan to go work with Gary Vee? No, no. Would you? No. I got a, I got a job offer. When Ryan oh, offered yeah. me a full-time job, yeah. Gary's team reached out to me three weeks later asking for a full-time job. Like like for 137 or like which department? It was for Team Gary Vee. Got it. So it would have been the exact team that I wanted to be on. But I was like, yeah, I could work for this guy who already is established, who already has a... A social, massive creative team. A massive team. social presence with a massive creative team. Whereas Ryan at the time, he was just that guy from Bravo. So I was like, if I can make this work, I will be, I, I will have much more impact and I will be a much bigger cog in this massive machine. Whereas like if I would have just joined Gary's team, D-Rock was already a guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would just, I would have been a small cog in a massive machine. And I, the way that I saw it is like, I already took that risk coming to New York. Why not fucking take another one? You know what I mean? I'm right here, dude. I'm already all in, dude. Might as well do it one more time. And that was the risk I took with Ryan. And and it was just the scariest. I have the email still where I like, I emailed D-Rock. I was like, did you print? Oh, the, tell me more. Sorry. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say the email from Ryan offering you the job. I have the text still. It's a screenshot that I have. And why don't you print it and frame it? I will. That's a good, I will. I will. But I also have the email that I respectfully declined the job position, which is scary, dude. Um, yeah, dude. So I declined my dream job to work for this dude that I've never even heard of. I just heard it was on TV. And what do you think D rocks expression was when he received that email that you were saying? No, thank you. No, uh, D rock. I appreciate the dream job that I wanted in New York that yeah. you're offering me. Yeah. I'm good. We spoken about this, uh, you know, months later, we're like friends now, but it's, I think he respected it. Like, I'm sure, like, he thought it was crazy. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, bro, like, he's known of me. I was that guy pestering him in his DMs. Right. Like, yo, can I get a job? Like, But did you tell him, like, I respectfully declined because I'm going to work with Ryan Serhan? Yeah, but at yeah. the time, so Ryan was nobody. Right, so I guess that's even more respectable because yeah. it's like, I'm going to go and make him, he's already a somebody. I'm going to go and make his social presence yeah, there you go. dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. And I think that... Did you write that? Huh? Did you write exactly that? No. I, I will send you the, this email on the side because I think it's so fucking cool. But it was... I think he respected it. You know what I mean? He's since told me he's proud of me and come a long way from bugging him. Dude, I have this old video. I've archived it. But the first time 
I was vlogging by myself, like as I was making the kids' videos, where Drock responded to my DM, like one of my first DMs, and I was geeking out, dude. I'm like, whoa, this guy who's like in New York and like living my dream job, D, like responded. I'm like, I'm freaking out on camera. So it's, I've come, a, I've come a long way. <laughs> and the journey is fucking beautiful. Yeah, dude. I've, listen, I've gone, I've gone really lucky. I think, honestly, dude, it's a level of like delusion, bro. I mean, I feel like I didn't take no for an answer, and I was like, "What? Like, what could what could possibly go wrong?" And I think you need a level of that to do what I'm doing. Your your perseverance is like the epitome of the people that I try to get on this show. Self starters, like you just you pushed, you pushed, you followed up. Yeah. You didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> that's fucking real, and that's something that like everything that you've gone through in your life. Everybody could take notes, not like a hundred percent of it, but you can get like a five, 10, 15% of your life. And everybody should be able to add that to the recipe of what they're doing. I completely agree, dude. It's like that one quote and is honestly like the reason that like I keep going. It's like the people who fail are the ones who just quit. You know what I mean? I just refuse to quit, bro. And maybe that's like the delusion. But if you look at people like Ryan, like he just doesn't stop. You yep. know what I mean? I think that's why he's successful. He doesn't stop. And when he has an opportunity, it's kind of like a great running back. And I hate to talk about Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell was the type of running back that was patient. And when he saw a hole, he fucking hit it. Yeah. He waited, he waited. But when he hit it, he, he hit, hit it, it hard. Yeah. He hit it fast. Mm -hmm. And from talking to Ryan, that's how his life went. Yeah. And it kind of seems like you've done a little bit of that too. Yeah, dude. Um, no, totally. I've, I've learned a lot from Ryan. Again, like I'm the guy... The guy changed my life, dude. The guy gave me an opportunity when nobody else did, dude. When I first moved here, I DM'd at least 47 people asking if I could work for free. Because I, I had an interview with, with D-Rock. And the feedback that I got was I had no real experience. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move here and I'm going to work for everybody. And nobody wanted to work with me. And then I ran into this guy who just happened to be on a TV show. And so I'm just, <laughs> I'm just really grateful that this guy – and I worked for free. I did the whole thing for a long time. And so I'm just. So what were you doing to pay rent to dude, eat? To I, were you were you sending home? Were you sending money for your kids? Dude, like, every month, all on? the money that I made, all seven hundred dollars that I could afford to send back to them, my children's mother, I sent. I was living off dollar pizza, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, dude. And there was times where I just didn't pay rent, dude. I, bro, the day Ryan texted me asking for if I wanted a full time job. I had $12 in my bank account. I was ready to call my mom and see if she can spot me money to buy a plane uh, back home. So that's what I'm saying. Like, as much as I don't believe Would in everything. Would you say that is like, because my next question was going to be, you know, you move here five and a half, six years ago. And then there's that working, working and that perseverance. What was that rock bottom give up moment? Because it seems like you were about to hit that I'm going to give up moment. And as someone who doesn't give up, you almost hit it. I, I was there, dude. I was literally that day. I was, I was crafting a text to my mom because my mom isn't like she's a teacher, dude. Like teachers are underpaid, so she doesn't make a lot of money. So it was like I was like, dude, I can't ask my mom for like three hundred bucks. You know what I mean? It was either like three hundred bucks to get a ticket back home so I can get a regular job, or just spot me for like another couple weeks, dude. If there was anything that was like rock bottom is great because that's like a good foundation to just like fucking build on, right? Um, and that's what it was. Like you know what? I'm just gonna ask my mom if she could spot me 300 bucks if I could stay. And thank God Ryan texted me that day. 
because uh, I didn't know how I was going to make money after that $300 I was going to ask my mom for. It. <laughs> Did you ever express, like, while working for free with Ryan Serhant, who sells multi, multi-million dollar homes? Yeah. Did you ever express, I'm broke? Uh, no, because I never wanted it to be about money, dude. Uh, eventually, when I, because I was freelancing at the time. Between January and May of 2018, I was freelancing for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I was paid like 50 bucks, like a video, but it was like anything. I didn't ask for it. I was just excited to be in the room. Um, and then there was a point where he, when he gave me a full time job, and there was like I was being paid. Uh, and then over time, you learn, you, you know, you understand your worth as a creative, and I was able to ask for money. And just again. For me, with Ryan, I never try to make it about money. Like, my job, what I'm going to pull from here is relationships and knowledge. I never expected to be paid, you know, extremely well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm paid well now, I think. Are you happy with how much money you're making now? Now, uh, yeah. Oh, well, now, not only do you have your full-time job here at Serhant, but you're probably also making influencer dollars. I've already, yeah, I'm on track to way past my... And that's like that. That's the weird conversation I have with Ryan. It's like I want to be here, but like I just know there's more potential over here. Yeah. And do you think that he would match? Is that a thing? No. Could I, he match? No. I know. I mean, I I wouldn't want to. because I'm not that I'm disconnected from here, but I think there's harder working people downstairs who, like, I'm fine. Like I'm even talking to him. Like, let me just. I'm gonna reduce my salary to as little as necessary. The Tom Brady move. Take care of the people that are down there and so that I could be involved but still have the freedom to do the things I want to do outside of work. I love that. You know what I mean? Because here it's the relationship that's important to me. So what does the next six months look like yeah. for Adrian? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be this summer, so I'm going part-time here pretty soon. Um, and then it's going to be a lot of building, dude. Uh, right now I have meetings with a couple manufacturers to just talk about what a first product could look like. Uh, I have collabs travel uh, planned for long form videos because I really want to figure out the long form stuff. Um, you want to figure out the collaboration aspect? The, the collaboration. Like the best formatting. The best format for long form. So I have, for example, the, uh, the traveling to build a chair thing. That's a real thing. There's a kid in Canada who makes these really unique chairs. Uh, so I'm going to fly to him. He's going to teach me how to build a chair. I'm just trying to lock in that Best Buy, not Best Buy, Home Depot brand partnership because if i don't have to pay for the travel or right. get some dollars out of is it is there a, a reason you're going to canada what if you also had a chair maker in queens there, there's something uh, the title is like kind of what i'm yep. i flew across the country to learn how to build a chair I, this is much more fascinating that i went around the block <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean yeah or more so across left the country yeah i left the country to learn how to build a chair i think is a much more fascinating title than I stayed in New York. You know what I mean? Like 100%. And I'm just thinking because I have a good friend of mine, JC Landa Interiors, where they make custom furniture for people. I've seen them make oh, a bed for a child that looked like an, like a, a hockey rink. Oh, that's it was sick. a Rangers bed. And the bed looks like a hockey rink. That's sick. Like That's cool. Yeah. That's... I want to meet all those people. So I still would love the intro. But uh, for the long form stuff, it needs to be. Dude, we live in a world where Mr. Beast kind of fucked it all up for us. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Beast. It all needs to be clickable. It's clickable. It's fast. It needs to be like a good, like, here's a challenge and it's going to be crazy. So, and unfortunately, you have to play by the rules, bro, to be seen. You know what I mean? I do. So that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of where I'm trying to figure out. The play by the rules, but in your own unique way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to play the game. Yeah. You have to play the game. And that's like a big thing with being a creative. Yeah. Like, I, like, 
talked to you, talked to Christian, I talked to Gabe, and everyone told me, well, you gotta do this because this is how XYZ does it, yeah. and they get the clicks, yeah. so you gotta follow their format, yeah. which like for me, I, I don't like that. I don't like having to follow the format that's fed, and I get it, because yeah. the algorithm says, and they are successful because of the short attention span and the way yeah. that things are edited, yeah. but I don't like that. I agree. I don't disagree. I I, and you're not wrong, dude. Like it is, it is annoying because I do. I would love to have like a slower paced video, and maybe there is, and that's why I think I'm trying super hard to like earn the right to do that with my audience. I don't think I'm there yet. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I still believe you have to play the game to get an opportunity to play the game the way you want to play the game. That's the way that I see it. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Think about it this way, dude. Like Justin Bieber, Sean Mendez, they only got discovered because they were making cover songs. You know what I mean? And I I remember I remember specifically seeing a Sean Mendez before it was Sean Mendez, the videos that got views were cover videos. His original music at the time, shitty views. You have to build that trust. You have to give the audience what they want. You know what I mean? And then when he's Sean Mendez, where he has, you know what I mean, he has a good fan base. He's like, let me try this original song thing again. Sean Mendes, a good fan base. You know what I mean? Pretty but it's, it's that. You have to play the game. Like, I'm sure Justin Bieber didn't love putting out covers for the first two years of his career. Yeah. But that's how he got discovered. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you're like, okay, cool. I have these people. I have that trust. Let me put out the Justin Bieber songs that people like. So you have, I, again, I agree with you. But you've got to play the game to earn the right to play the game the way you want to play it. That's the way that I see it. I respect it. Um, are you reading anything right now? I just read a book. I hate reading. And I read this book. It's really quick. It's Is there really... a reason you hate reading? I'm just, I think I'm dyslexic, dude. Okay. I think I'm, I'm not like, I just, there's so much going on in here with like I'm reading. I just, I'm thinking about something else. And I just. Well, here's the thing. When do you read? In bed recently? I don't know. So like I read first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. Okay. Before I look at my phone. If I look at my phone before that, before I start reading, uh-huh. when I open the book, I'm, my head's already like da 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 going, 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 and I'm thinking about other things. But if I literally wake up and I open up the book and, the fir- and I, don't have, I don't consume anything and I go right to that and I, it's early enough, my son is not up yet, my wife's still sleeping, my dog's still sleeping, everyone's sleeping, I grab a glass of water and I open up the book. Oh, however much I could read before consuming anything, that's great for the day. But if I look at the phone first, I'm fucked. Dude, see that? I have, a, I have a fucked up habit of before I go to sleep, I will screenshot my videos. In the morning, I'll screenshot it. I'll go into my, <laughs> my camera roll and I'll compare views. First thing you do. First thing I do. What if you read five pages before you I'll, that? I'll think about like, oh, I wonder how the video did. Or I wonder how like... Dude, my head is like fucked. So try it. Try I it. will. I will. It's I have like been exercising. Like, oh, I can't lift that. You don't know if you can lift that weight unless you try and pick it up. Yeah. And maybe, dude, it's the same way where like I won't eat vegetables, but I'll I'll drink athletic greens. I've just found that if I'm not going to read books, I'll listen to podcasts. I stop listening to music. That's I, fair enough. I listen. I I just started physically reading books, like enjoying physically reading books, like two years ago. Nice. Before that. Um, for the last, I mean, I just got, I, I started actually like consuming a lot of books, maybe like five, six years ago. Nice. Fucking audible. Nice. Ton of audibles, audibles, yeah. audibles, audibles. Yeah. Oh, you're driving in the car. Why are you listening to music? 
consume content. Yeah, yeah. Content being a book. Yeah. Always be learning. Always yeah. be learning. I would go I for a run. I would go for a run, leave my apartment, go for an hour, hour and a half run. Yeah. Listening to a book. And listening to a book, you don't want to stop running. It's not like song is over. What's the next track yeah, to yeah. keep me going? Yeah. I'm listening to a book and I never want to stop There's running. There's a continuous stream yeah, of Yeah, and I'm not that. going for speed or going for distance. I'm just going for the exercise. Yeah. And I just wouldn't want to stop yeah. because I'd just be consuming. That's why I love podcasts so much, too, because I'm learning. I do agree. Never stop learning. But also, too, is like if you the, the book that I read is called Steal Like an Artist. By Steal Austin, Like an Artist. Great book. It's by Austin Kleon. It's the idea that nothing's original anymore. Like great content, great art is fucking taken from someone else, dude. It's like it's taking from people you aspire, like the Casey Neistats of the world who are like the guy, like the godfather of vlogging. If you look at people he's inspired by, very similar formats. So you just find the people you look up to, see who they look up to. And just pull from a lot of different people. You know what I mean? Nothing's original anymore. Right. So it's not a matter of reinventing the wheel. It's, it's taking someone else's wheels, yeah. concocting them, and making your own dope wheel out of it. Seriously. And the, and the theme of the book is that there's honor amongst thieves. If you steal properly, where it's not like a blatant ripoff, it's respected, dude. If you can find a format, tweak it, make it better, it's 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 cool. You know what I mean? I feel like other people, the, the original person respects that. I was going to say, as long as you acknowledge hundred percent, like, yeah. do it like Puffy did it. Not like Vanilla Ice did it. Like Caleb Simpson's a good example. He's like, he does, he's like the modern, uh, MTV cribs, yep. but he's acknowledging it's that, you know what I mean? He's doing that same format. You know what I mean? And there's like cash cab thing. He acknowledges it's like a cash cab. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, Nothing's original anymore. Right, dude. like this was viral. It's no longer, but it's super smart. Yeah. Now that I have built my audience and my comfortability with yeah. my audience, yeah. let's try this other yeah. dope form of content Literally, that yeah. was successful, yeah. that I enjoyed, yeah. and put it out to my people and see if they enjoy it. Yeah. So and that so that book has helped me out a lot because I feel like creatives always feel like they have to put something out super original. That's just not, it's just, that's impossible these yeah. days, dude. And like the, the, the best way to do it is just find a ton of inspo, dude. So I'm listening to podcasts, I'm consuming content so I could just see what's out there and then just grab all the pieces that I think are working, make it in my own thing. And then like, that's the original. Thing. So steal like an artist. Yeah. And what's your go-to podcast? Uh, depends. If I just want to like not think about anything, I listen to the impulsive podcast or the Andrew Schultz podcast. But I'm listening to a lot of How I Built This by Guy Raz. And um, what's your favorite episode? Um it's cheesy. The Burnt Bees one was super interesting because I just didn't expect that story. And then um Sarah Blakely. I don't think I've heard that one yet. Oh, that's my favorite one. And the Zoomies one. I I, I wanted uh, to work at Zoomies when I was younger. Zoomies so. was great. Yeah, yeah. The Zoomies one was great. The Zumba one was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. The Zumba one was fantastic, and I'm like, that could never happen nowadays, Yeah, but, like, super smart. And then Shake Shack was good. Uh, he brought on... Um, Danny Meyer? Danny Meyer. I just listened to Danny Meyer on uh, Tim Ferriss' podcast. Yeah. I'm a... Read Danny Meyer's book. Uh, Will Guerra, who is... Will Guerra, no. Will Guerra, Will Guerra's a homie I grew up with. Will... Uh, one of his disciples got it, got also it. wrote a book about hospitality. The guy who he, the guy who he origin who he ended up selling uh, Eleven Madison Park to, oh. and the whole thing it's just hospitality books. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. Yeah. A big proponent in my life is the importance of hospitality, doing right among doing right to others. Yep. 
and just like making people feel good. 100%. And that good energy you put out yeah. will come back tenfold. But it's not about it coming tenfold. It's just a matter of like... The intention of just the, doing. The intention of just yeah. doing. That like doing right on others just because it's the right thing to do and it feels good to help other people feel good. 100%. Um, so those are those are my favorite. And then Colin and Samir, they're like, they're creators who dive into the creator economy and what creators are doing well and what's out there. And it's just, I just like to stay on my toes, dude. I like to, I like to keep the knives sharp That's at all times. I love the analogy. Um, yeah. Give me one word of advice for anyone trying to make it in New York. Um, get out of your own way, dude. I feel like a lot of creatives are always like in their head about putting out something because they're gonna perceive a certain way, dude. I always think back to uh, Kyle, the, like he's the rapper, like I spy with my little eye. That guy, the little Yachty collab, he almost didn't put that song out. But that's the song that put him on, dude. Yeah. And it's just like that. It's like it's like the what if, you know what I mean? So put out content. I think it's perfection is something that artists chase. And what I've learned is that it doesn't need to be perfect, it just needs to exist. And like that's been a good kick in the ass for me. Dude. Thank was you. Was that good? That was fantastic. Thank All you right. for coming on the show. Of course. Self starters, Adrian Vasquez. Um Damn. back in because that was fucking awesome. And more from Adrian. His contacts below. Um, yeah, his shit's about to pop off if it Damn. hasn't popped off already. Thanks for having me on, bro. Appreciate you. Woo! Great. That was good.